Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Restrictions apply. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Shallow right center, long run, but Michael gets there. Throw it back to first, may have a play. Double the ball, and maybe a triple play. It is unbelievable. Just how they drew it up. Well, if it wasn't cloudy, I would now be checking for a full moon. No question about it. We have seen it all tonight. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We're going to go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great Trash Talk Thursday so far. So we have just an hour left of the show. And appreciate everybody who's been texting in and calling in and uh, having some fun with all the topics of discussion going on today. Because there's been plenty of it to go around and... Uh, again, it's uh, it's always fun this time of year to where you can have some fun with some content and some topics. And you know, we're talking about the uh, Arkansas and some of the best players that Arkansas basketball is faced against. And that turned into a, a whole segment of finding out and learning new things. Because, again, I was today years old when I found out that Arkansas played Allen Iverson in Georgetown. But, hey, that's the way it goes sometimes, especially in this day and age. But between that and also, of course, uh, the big news of Colorado moving on to the Big 12, leaving the Pac-12 and where does that leave that conference, and is there going to be more movement? It certainly seems like that's the case, but let's talk about that and a lot more as we go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. And welcome in front of the show, Aaron Torres of Fox Sports Radio, as well as the Aaron Torres Podcast. And Aaron, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing okay, John. How are you doing? Uh, we are rolling here on a very hot Thursday in Arkansas, Ooh. and yeah, what is hot for you guys? So, I mean, it was like 115 a few weeks ago in Little Rock. Is it still 115? Not quite that hot. Yeah, but, yeah hot, hot is around 98, somewhere e- around there. Yeah. Pretty close to 100. Yeah, when you're flirting with the triple digits, I think that that's where it gets. Because right now it's looking at it says 99, but uh, the heat index itself, where, or what it feels like, is 107. Yeah, so. yeah. humidity, Aaron, is, is what takes us over the top here. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's about 100 where I am. For It's basically been... 90-plus basically the entire month of July. We don't get as bad of humidity as you guys do. So, yeah, everybody stay safe. Make sure to hydrate. Look both ways before you cross all that good stuff. But, yeah, I was just curious what that means. Oh, yeah, stay yeah. It, yeah, it's 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 always a different variation and definition wherever you're at. I mean, it, it must be hot because you got, like, the most glowing tan in the world, John. So I know you've been, I know that sun is really strong wherever you've been. I can tell just by watching your YouTube videos. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I got the sun, and it's all those green lights that keep shining on me on the podcast, man. Yeah, I just know. like, yeah, it's, it's coming Never in. End. I get it. Yeah, it's I got, feel your pain. I really do. Yeah, they got the UV rays built into those or something like that. Not sure. <laughs> but I have a bad podcast problem. Yeah, yeah seriously. Seriously. But, Aaron, hey, man, I know that there's been a lot of stuff going on, and some you've discussed a lot as well as we have, is about the move of Colorado going to the Big 12, which they were in the Big 12 originally, and now they're just going back, but the Pac-12 continues to lose its members. Just what would you make of the story and the move, and do you think it's uh, great for not only the Big 12, but also for Colorado to leave the Pac-12 to go back to the Big 12? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the move didn't surprise me. I mean, listen, this has been discussed and talked about for seemingly months on end, and I actually thought this was coming, and I'll tell you why. You know, last week was Pac-12 Media Day. Um, 
first of all, it says a lot about the Pac-12. They only get one day when the SEC gets four, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but what was interesting was that this never-ending uh, conference uh, TV deal for the Pac-12, and why I found it especially interesting. So, so it was two reasons, really. One was I think Colorado had maybe not publicly but privately said, you know what, we're going to wait until – we're going to – first of all, I think in a perfect world they would have liked to see what the final TV deal looked like. And, hey, um, you know, is that deal – better than what we can get in the Big 12, because obviously you don't want to leave the Pac-12 and then end up with less money in the Big 12. So I think in a perfect world, they would like to see the numbers, but what I do think happened was they kind of gave maybe a silence within the building deadline of media day for that deal to be presented. And I found it very interesting last week. I think this kind of flew under the radar. The, the Colorado school president said something to the effect of, Basic, basically, let me even rephrase. So, multiple reports come out early last week that there, that there is not going to be a TV deal presented to the Pac-12 schools at Media Day. And then the Colorado president does an interview on Tuesday or Wednesday right before the event where he says, yes, we look forward to seeing the TV deal and we expect to see it when we're there. What that basically said to me was he knows that it's not coming, but now he can kind of use that as almost his get-out-of-jail-free card of, Listen, we waited, we were patient, whatever. So I'm not surprised. You know, what does it mean for Colorado? I don't know. They haven't been good in forever in the Pac-12, so we'll see if Deion Sanders can take them to another level. Obviously, I think the big story that everybody wants to know is what is next for the Big 12. They're not going to stay at 13. And I think that really becomes the most interesting question for both the Big 12 and Pac-12 perspective is, does the Big 12 go beyond 13 do they take another or multiple Big 12 schools or, or Pac-12 schools, excuse me, because people keep asking about kind of the future of the Pac-12. You know, it feels like once the next one goes, then everybody's going to try to follow suit. And so does the Big 12 go to 14? Does it go to 16? Do they add Pac-12 teams? Do they add somebody else? Those are kind of the variables that you got to watch out for uh, as this thing continues to shake itself out. Aaron, would you mentioning that, you know, this is no surprise because it's been talked about quite a bit. The wonder is, like, Coach Prime, this is going to be his first season, and as they were going through the hiring process, was this something that was already in mind and maybe discussed with him before taking the job, or is this something that came about once he took the job and they felt like this would help them to take the next step along with some change that's going on with Coach Prime being there? Well, what I can say confidently, and I, I talked to enough people that, that confirm this, is I, the number one advocate for this move was Coach Prime, and, and you, you don't have to be a genius why. I know many of your listeners are Dallas Cowboys fans. Uh, Coach Prime, obviously, is a Dallas Cowboys icon and spent most of his adult life in Dallas, you know, in post-retirement. And so my understanding was he was the biggest advocate because he's got a home in Dallas, he's been a high school coach in Dallas, he wants to recruit Dallas, and it'll be bigger, it'll be easier doing it in that Big 12 footprint. So I don't know, you know, if this was in the works beforehand, um, but he's certainly been an advocate. And then the other thing, Joe, that I do think is interesting, there was a really funny quote that came out the day that Coach Prime was hired, and it, it could be perceived as one of two things, but the, the, the AD Rick George at Colorado was asked, you know, hey, basically – you're paying Coach Prime whatever it is, $5, 6000000 million a year. I don't know what the exact number was. And the AD at the time, they, they said to him, they said, you know, that seems like more than you, you claim that you are willing to give a head coach. Where did the money come from? And the AD said this on the record. You can find the video on social media. The, the, the AD said something to the effect of, oh, we don't have the money yet, but we'll figure it out. And I think a lot of people, myself included, took that as, ha-ha, that's so funny. But I think in hindsight, maybe this is something that he's been thinking about for a while. Maybe he always had that in his back pocket of if the, if the Pac-12 can't give us what we're looking for, then we're ready to cut bait and go somewhere else. Obviously, the Big 12 would be the one that makes the most sense. So, you know, when that was said, I think we all got a kick out of it. But maybe in hindsight, there was more to it than we realized at the time. So what does this mean for the Pac-12 itself? We know USC and UCLA leaving, the, the, the huge marketing brand of L.A., they're gone. you got Colorado, who's now gone too. 
it seems like there could be some cases where teams are going to start jumping ship. Is this just inevitably the beginning of the end of the Pac-12, or you think that they can try to keep this moving with the teams that they have currently in position in the conference and maybe try to expand? Yeah, I, I, I think the future of Pac-12 is totally contingent on what the Big 12 wants to do going forward. Um, you know, again, I think the Big 12, I don't think, it seems pretty obvious the Big 12 isn't going to stop at 13 schools. Colorado is 13 schools. So is that 13th school, or is the 14th school uh, a current Pac-12 school? And then, I think the bigger question is, do they stop at 14? You know, if they, if they add one more to go to 14, it kind of makes sense to go to 16, of course, because that's where the SEC and the Big Ten are going to be going forward. And so I think it goes without saying, John, if you lose three more schools to the Big 12, I mean, I guess in theory the quote-unquote Pac-12 stays together, but it's just a facsimile of what it is even this year. And that, by the way, that's kind of the sad part about it. The Pac-12 was going to be really good at football this year. I mean, Utah's the two-time defending champ. They, they host Florida the opening week of the season. Utah's close to a double-digit favorite in that game. Now, maybe it speaks to how bad Florida is. You're two under Billy Napier, but you get the point. Um, you know, Colorado was obviously an interesting team coming into this year. We know they're not going to be there. Oregon and Washington, you know, Oregon's coming off a 10-win season. Washington's coming off an 11-win season. Um, so there's going to be a lot of good football being played. I didn't even mention USC. There's going to be a lot of good football being played in that conference, and it feels kind of sad, really, because it feels like this conference is just finally starting to get its bearings on the field, and now it could be torn up. Again, to answer your question, John, I think what this really comes down to, does the Big 12 want to go past 13? It almost certainly does. And if it includes more Pac-12 schools, I think the the Pac-12 is in a lot of trouble. So what makes the most sense for schools like Oregon, Washington, Utah? Because some of the schools that have been tied to some of the Pac-12 and moving to the Big 12, some more of that expansion, it's more about Arizona, Arizona State, and some of those schools. But when you look at the biggest name remaining, it probably is Oregon. So what makes a lot of sense for them? It's so fascinating, guys, because... This seems to me, just talking to people behind the scenes, it seems to be changing daily. And and it's funny, I mean, you can go back to podcasts that I did. Maybe I said it on this show, I don't know. But the one piece of all this realignment puzzle was that Oregon and Washington seemingly are tied at the hip, and they seemingly had no interest in the Big 12. And so that led me to believe, is there some sort of deal that's eventually going to happen where they get to the Big 10? The Big Ten has a new commissioner. It's going to take a little while, blah, 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 blah. I bring it up, guys, because now if you're Oregon and Washington, you know, you can't sit around and wait for the Big Ten. You can't hope that down the road, whether it's a year or five years, you know, if the Pac-12 stays together, maybe in three or four years down the road, the Big Ten will expand. If you're Oregon and Washington, you got to make moves. And so now all of a sudden, and again, this speaks to the Big 12, is, Part of it is, you know, I don't think the Big 12 was going to take bad schools just to take schools, but now the question becomes, um, you know, from an Oregon perspective, do you want to get left behind? If if an Arizona goes to the the Big 12, if a Utah goes, if Arizona and Arizona State go, whatever it would be, if you're Oregon, even if you're the biggest brand, do you want to get left behind? And so I don't know. Um, I think that even as of a week, two, three weeks ago, uh, Oregon was content with kind of sitting back and waiting it out and, and whatever. But again, as weird as it sounds, because Colorado hasn't been very good, I do think it does change some of the dynamics where we, they were rumored to go, they were rumored to go. Well, now it's happening. And if you lose another school or two, you could be left behind in what's a, a clearly inferior conference. So it, it's, it's fascinating. I know I keep saying it, and it's not a cop-out. I just truly believe it is. A lot of this is in the Big 12's court of – Can they convince two or three more schools to leave? That would be really bad news. Can the Pac-12 obviously somehow cobble together a TV deal? I don't know that they can at this point, but obviously the the, the entire future of the conference kind of depends on it. So you with Aaron Torres of Fox Sports Radio and the Aaron Torres Podcast here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Brattle Fine Jewelry Hotline. So uh, Aaron, also for the Big 12 on that side of things, I, I know you mentioned it. They're not done yet. They're going to keep expanding. You're throwing around UConn possibly being the next team to jump in. But uh, just what do you think of the Big 12 and continuing to add teams? And is UConn going to be the next team that gets added? And if so, when would that be? 
Yeah, I'll say this is, you know, people think it's crazy. Um, and, you know, I mean, we could debate it if you want. Uh, I do think there's interest um, for both sides, obviously. And for people that, that say, why would UConn leave the Big Why would they leave the Big East? They just got back, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, the, the, the Big East TV deal is pennies on the dollar compared to what you'd even get in the Big 12, let alone the SEC. And so anybody saying, oh, why would UConn leave? It's the same reason anybody leaves. Why would USC and UCLA leave a conference that geographically makes a lot more sense? It's because they're going to triple uh, their TV revenue. And I think for UConn, they would even more than triple their TV revenue if they were to leave. And so, you know, I think this is the, the sad reality of a lot of this realignment, right, is, you know, I know a lot of people at UConn, it's my alma mater. Um, one, obviously there has to be an invite, um, but I think if there is an invite, they would take it. Um, but I don't think it's it's something that everybody wants, even not just fans. Like, I think administratively, I think the school president is a Connecticut native. I think in a perfect world, she'd love to stay in the Big East. But is that, you know, is it feasible to, to run a high-profile athletic department, national championship-winning basketball program where the basketball coach makes now $6 million a year? You have an iconic women's basketball coach that I think is the highest-paid player in the sport. By the way, fun fact, for you guys, you know the third winningest college baseball program after over the last two years behind Tennessee and Arkansas, it's UConn. Hmm. So UConn has a coach in Jim Penders that other schools have tried to poach away. Well, you're not going to be able to keep him around forever uh, if he keeps winning at the level that he does. By the way, really quickly, you guys did not know that stat, did you? I had no, no. clue. Not at there all. you go. We're, <laughs> we're a baseball school, baby. And so, but this is, you know, this, this is the, this is the problem in all seriousness, guys. Like it's, it's, they're fun topics for fans to talk about. It sucks when your school is leaving or coming or going or this or that, or they're going to a conference that, you know, geographically doesn't make sense, but it really does come down to dollars and cents. And so, you know, again, if the Big East TV deal is paying, you know, Five, six, seven million dollars a year, and your coach, your basketball coach alone is making six and a half million dollars. It's just not feasible. So I don't know if I really answered your question, John, but I do think UConn is on the radar. Uh, it's not a secret that Brett Yormark is trying to build uh, a, 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 a conference that is very successful in basketball. That's why Arizona appeals to him from the Pac 12. Uh, and that's why UConn is of interest to them. And, and I do think UConn is very much in the mix for one of those spots. And I'm here to tell you, I know a lot of people think UConn would be crazy to leave the Big East, but I think it's something that probably is coming here, uh, you know, realistically could be coming here in the next few weeks. With all the news and uh, talk about the Pac-12 and what's happening there, Pac-12 Media Day happened last week. Was there anything that caught your attention coming out of Pac-12 Media Day? No, I, you know, I don't think so. And I think this that question, Joe, will put a nice bow on this conversation, is I do feel bad for their commissioner, um, George Klyovkov, because I didn't think he presented the best front last week. Um, you know, he was asked about the TV deal, and he said, you know, we're here to talk about football. And then the, the, uh, the next question is, does that mean that the TV deal is done? And he immediately says they're looking too much into it. And so I just bring it up because I don't think he presented himself as well as he possibly could have. But there's also nothing you can really say other than that the TV deal is done. Here's what you need to know. And so if there's no TV deal to be had, and again, I, I hope you know you guys forgive me for kind of nerding out on some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, but I, that was my biggest takeaway is, is – if you're the Pac-12, you need a stronger uh, uh, face and messaging to the public. But at the same time, if there's no message to give, there's no message to give. And so that was my big takeaway was I thought the commissioner, unfortunately, was in a bad spot. You know, we know that the Pac-12 TV deal expires after this coming season. There's nothing on the docket. And I'll say this too, guys. I don't know if the Colorado move, re, you know, do they have to start from scratch now that there's only nine teams, you know? I don't know how all of this works, Joe, but or, or guys, but I will say this, Joe, is that um, that was my biggest takeaway. Is I, I kind of felt bad for the commissioner. There's nothing he can really say that's going to make things right. It's a sad reality of where we're going in college sports, but it is a reality nonetheless. And obviously, we saw it, you know, kind of, uh, you know, we saw it yesterday with Colorado. 
Last one for what you get out of here, Aaron. What do you make of uh, Purdue and Arkansas facing off against each other in a Ooh. charity exhibition game? How about that? What don't I make of that? that you know, this, I, I'll tell you what I actually make of it. I am amazed. You know, I, I said this for years about John Calipari, is that what amazed me most about him was an ability to always find ways to keep his team in the news and keep a spotlight on his team. And I bring that up because I think Coach Must is as good, if not better than that. You know, he's, he's, he's as good as Coach Cal is, uh, or Coach Cal was in his prime when Kentucky was rolling. I mean, you think about all the different things that now get Arkansas fans excited about basketball. So, I mean, listen, guys, I, I love college basketball, but it wasn't that long ago. The season kind of ends in March, and you just don't talk about it again until October or November. And now you have portal recruiting. You have summer tours. Um, you know, even last year with the summer tour, he had all those, you know, T-shirts made that said, you know, Hogs in Europe or whatever it was. Um, you have charity exhibitions. Like, who cared about a charity exhibition even two or three years ago? And now Arkansas fans have something to put on their calendars in October of, hey, the reigning national player of the year is coming to our building, and maybe it's only for an exhibition, but that's still going to be cool. We had the big, uh, the big whatever, the ACC-SEC challenge the other day where Duke's now coming into the building. And so, you know, I, I, I know some of it is like, well, you know, if you're not good, you're not going to get Duke. But it doesn't change. I just think this guy is incredible at keeping interest in his program throughout the year. Obviously, the success on the court, uh, NBA draft picks. Now you got to pay attention to Summer League because there's a bunch of former Arkansas uh, players playing. It's just incredible to me how he keeps this program in the spotlight, how he keeps fans engaged, and this is just the latest example of that with the news that we got the other day about Purdue. All right, Aaron, as always, man, we appreciate it. Have a great week and uh, enjoy the rest of the summer, okay, man? Stay cool, boys. I'll try to do the same. I'll try to do the same. We'll do our best. Appreciate it. Again, that's Aaron Torres of the Aaron Torres Podcast and Fox Sports Radio here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Take a commercial break and come back with more Out of Bounds on Trash Talk Thursday. So stay with us. Join the guys from Morning Mayhem Friday, broadcasting live from Fletcher, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Sherwood on your fun and game station, 1037 The Buzz. The Los Angeles Angels made it clear yesterday that they are all in on a playoff push in 2023. First move they made was not trading somebody. Star outfielder and pitcher Shohei Otani has been pulled from the trade block after much speculation. Also, the Halos went after and acquired two pitchers, the White Sox Lucas Giolito and also Ronaldo Lopez from the White Sox. The two former Nationals pitchers were acquired for a couple prospects from the White Sox side. The Angels are 52 and 49. They've won six out of the last seven games, and they're four games out of the final playoff spot in the wild card in the American League. In the Women's World Cup, the USA tied the Netherlands yesterday 1-1 after falling behind. Lindsey Horan delivered a second half goal to give the U.S. the draw. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Hey folks, Wild Bill here with Magic Market, Motorsports Authority in Hot Springs and Russellville. Folks, we're kicking off our third annual sizzling summer sell-off, and my goodness, do we have the inventory. That's right, Bill. We've got the best inventory we've ever had. Not going to last long. Terrains, rogues, forerunners, pilots, escapes. And don't forget, we say yes. Come see us. We've got plenty of financing options for you to get you in the vehicle of your dreams. And if you can't make it to one of our locations, you can always visit us online at msastore.com. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Brewskies is the spot for lunch downtown. Burgers, wings, sandwiches, loaded fries, and healthy options like wraps and salads. Prepared from scratch daily and made hot and fresh to order. Happy hour starts at 11 a.m. and those drink specials go with everything on the menu. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Tonight at Brewskies, it's sports trivia at 7 p.m. Followed by the best karaoke party in town at 9 p.m. And the party don't stop till 2 a.m. 1037 The Buzz and Tito's Handmade Vodka present the best of the best pickleball state championship August 18th at the Little Rock Athletic Club. Come cheer on the state's top-ranked pickleball players competing to win their part of the largest prize purse in Arkansas. The best of the best pickleball championship August 18th presented by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Honey, let's pull in here and look at some cars. That sounds good. 
Hey, here's my card. What are we looking for today? Here's my Come card. Inside. Want to take a test drive? Ever pull into a dealership and feel like you're in a feeding frenzy? On Shark Week? It's not that way at Watney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock. Watney's sales team is big on product knowledge and low on pressure. Summer's here, and with 2023 Sierra at just 0.9%, you're going to need a bigger boat. Double down with an additional $12.50 off with eligible trade. Plus, take a bite out of your vacation budget with no payments for the rest of the summer. This dealership really feels like we're on Shark Week. Yeah, and we don't have a shark cage. We're headed to Guatney Buick GMC. Guatney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. Guatney Buick GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. It's Justin Acre for Coffin by Design West. Shop with the local folks and get exactly what you want. You can also shop from the convenience of your own home by going to KaufmanLumber.com. There's an online store with over 800,000 items in inventory that can be delivered straight to your front door. Items in inventory include everything from hardware to housewares, heating and cooling supplies, lawn and garden tools, sporting goods, store and office supplies, and there's a huge range of products in each area available. So go by their store in West Little Rock at 14900 Cancel Road or do your shopping online at KaufmanLumber.com user-friendly. It's a term that's thrown around a lot in today's business and tech climate. Hmm, wonder what a user-not-so-friendly world would be like. Okay, so I just enter her employee ID here and... Ha ha. Wrong button again. You are not smart. At the payroll company, our iSolved platform is the user-friendly tech you need for things like a one-click payroll preview and the ability to review and process payroll from any device. You are being too friendly. Yeah, we know. Less headaches, more than payroll. Visit morethanpayroll.com. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. Yeah. Okay, you can owe me. On 1037 The Buzz. Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds. And one place that no one is ever going to talk trash about is Guatney Chevrolet, especially when they got the deals going on right now that they have throughout the rest of the month, which, holy goodness, it's July 27th. You know what that means? It's almost the end of July. So this amazing deal with Guatney Chevrolet is not going to last forever. You have right now, if you're looking at a new truck, how about a new Silverado, 2023 Chevy Silverado, right now you get $7,000 off of that truck, as well as a low rate of 1.9%, as well as no payments for the rest of the summer. That happens right now, and it's only going to last throughout the rest of the month of July, which is almost over. So stop what you're doing. Get over there to Guani Chevrolet. Even go this weekend. I know that you're going to have a lot of plans, but it's going to be hot outside. Don't worry. They got air conditioning over there, and it works fantastically at Guatney Chevrolet. And they'll take care of you and get you in a vehicle that you want and you can't afford. If it's not the Silverado, which, again, I don't know why you wouldn't want that with the deal that they have, they also have plenty of inventory on all the other vehicles, too, as well as pre-owned vehicles. So no matter what it is, you got to check it out. When it comes to vehicle buying experience, there's nobody better than Guatney Chevrolet. So head over there right now, 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. And, Arkansas, and we all know that Guatney Chevrolet is Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. So check them out today at Guatney Chevrolet and GuatneyChevrolet.com. Yes, it is a Trash Talk Thursday, and it is a warm one. In fact, I saw the weather forecast for next week, Joe, and, you know, get as hot as it's been. Seeing, uh, let's see, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the lowest high of them all is going to be 103. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now, yep. that's, not, that's not heat index. That's just the temp. That's just the temp, yeah. You're talking about, uh, so because tomorrow it's going to be 100, Saturday 101, Sunday 102. 
But then Monday, we, the cold front comes in. It's only 99. And then on Tuesday, 101. Wednesday, 103. Thursday, 104. Friday, 103. So yeah, that's ridiculous. That's going to suck. So, yeah, yeah there are going to be a lot of people hitting pools somewhere. Mm-hmm. Keep hydrated, folks. Because, again, it's, it's going to be... Yeah, just the temperature, not including the high heat index. So, yeah, drink plenty of fluid. Stay inside when you can. And make sure your pets are inside and taken care of. Because looks like uh, the next 10 days, at least, is going to be in a hot one here in Arkansas. So. We're going to be in need of some rain. Yeah, seriously. People huh? complain about rain, but we need some. Yeah, people complain about rain until you need the rain. They complain about it being too hot until you're ready for it to get warm. Complain about the snow until you... You know, it's just the <laughs> way it is. It's how... But it's been since the beginning of time, people complaining about the weather in some form or fashion. But it's all extremely necessary. Uh, also on our text line, comes from the 501, says, Joe Burrow just got carted off the field after grabbing his calf. Yes. Yep. Oh, jeez. That's not a good sign at all. Hopefully it's nothing too serious or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely don't want to see that at all. Um, hmm. So, yeah, we'll keep you updated on that one, too. Also, I saw that... Uh, in NFL news, Saquon Barkley was disappointed with the Giants' deal, but said he signed it after having an epiphany and decided to, to, <laughs> to make it work. Like, okay. okay. All right, Saquon. Whatever it takes, whatever you need to put out there to convince yourself that this is the right move at this this point, yeah, he says, go for it. He says, quote, I can sit here and lie to you and be like, I wasn't disappointed or I wasn't this and that or third. Uh, that would just be a flat-out lie. I'm, I'm mature enough to understand that it is a business, understand that deals get don't get done every year specific to my position we didn't get a deal done me and my team felt like we were in good faith trying to get a deal done Giants felt like they were in good faith trying to get a deal done that's life sometimes you don't come to an agreement i had to come off of a come to a decision and i like i said i had an epiphany had a mindset of what i was going to do i changed my mind so and you're allowed mm-hmm. to do that as yes. much as you want to that's right you signed you're going to be on the giants good to see but uh the disappointment i'm sure is there and Maybe you can uh, move forward to a, another deal here at a future time. But, yeah. yeah he's going to be looking right in the face of a new franchise tag next year. <laughs> Just keep franchise tagging. Keep that uh, keep that energy up. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Navy Mike's on. What's up, Navy? Hey, what's up, John? And uh, what's up, Joe? Um, you know, the the, the whole uh, – and, and, and this got tossed around on a couple of the other shows earlier – you know about Bobby Petrino and Jimbo Fisher not being—they're not going to be able to coexist. They're going to like that whole thing's going to implode. You know, uh, but I'll be honest with you. It's Bobby Petrino's playing. You know, he, I mean he's crazy like a fox right now because um, he doesn't need to. Uh, he's not going to be in Texas A&M more than one year. He doesn't need to be. Whether Texas A&M. Whether they implode, whether they don't get along, all he needs to do is his offense to light people up, whether they win, regardless of wins or losses. He just needs to show that his offense, you know, which he's already sh- already shown at Arkansas, but he already all he needs to do is is, is um, his audition for, and a lot of people, a, a job in the SEC, and a lot of people think that that job might, it's probably going to be Mississippi State. But I'm be honest with you, the, the job he's on he's going to be auditioned for as an offensive coordinator in the SEC is not Mississippi State. It's Florida. Now Billy Napier went six and seven last year, three and five in the SEC. Um, he can't underperform next year. If he does, he's gone. And people say, well, and it, you know, well, how can you fire a coach after two seasons? Well, Chad Morris got fired after two seasons. And then, well, the counter would be, well, he only won two games e- each year. Well, guess what? Florida is not – Arkansas is not Florida. Florida has won three national championships in the last 27 years. So it's not the same there. If he underperforms, he's absolutely gone, Millie Napier is. And guess who would if, – if, if you put, you know, Bob Vitrino at the, at the wheel of the Florida machine with the with, – with the, elite speed and talent that that state produces and the, the, the resources that they have, that's scary. And that's what, that's where he's going to go. So, it ain't so, what's, so what's, what's underperforming for Florida, in your opinion? Like, what, what do they need to do to underperform? An, 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 well, you, you absolutely can't have another losing season. But even if he goes 7-5, and five, 
those guys are they're already tired of him. That, that, look, Florida, Florida, like I said, three national titles in twenty-seven years. You, they don't wait. They don't wait to see if you can do it. They, they're not giving you four or five years. They're giving you one or two. You know, I mean, and that, and that's facts. And and if and if Bobby P ends up there and starts lighting everybody up like Steve Spurrier did back in the nineties, that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll get you guys comments on that and whatnot, and y'all take them. All right, appreciate you calling in, Navy. It's not out of the question. No, Florida could make a change if they feel like they're not playing up to par and, and the level that they're capable of playing to. They're one of those schools that they are quick to hit that reset button. And, of course, if Bobby Petrino puts that offense on display and they do some good things, he would be one of the names that would be thought about to uh, possibly take over there. So, yeah, it's not without question that that is something that could happen. Yeah, I guess it's going to take a disastrous season, which could happen for uh, you know what Florida has, has gone through and what their expectations are, but uh, you know, I think about like Dan Mullen. You know, sometimes I even forget that he was at Florida. He was there for I guess three years, four years. Uh, he had a little bit of success. Jim McElwain was there for three years. Will Muschamp was there for three years. So it seems like they usually do like a three-year deal uh, if you don't get it done. But again, anything can happen. But if it was them moving on from Billy Napier and they decided to make a change. I mean, again, I don't know if it would be Petrino. Like, here's the thing: like, if you were Florida, for instance, and said that both t- both of these coaches were interested, like, would you not maybe try for Lane Kiffin? And like, you know, wouldn't that be maybe a more logical thing to go after if you're trying to look at a, an offensive-minded coach and a guy who's been a head coach in the SEC, a little younger, and uh, seems to have something going for him? I feel like that would be maybe the option or what they would try to go after, try to look at. Uh, before they would hire Bobby Petrino after just one season as an offense coordinator at A&M. All options would be on the table for them, and they would just try to get the best possible coach in there. So they probably would look at both those guys along with a, a number of coaches that are out there. But, you know, you can't put anything before what happens this season. This is all just speculating and thinking that Florida may not hmm. play to a level that they're capable of. But who knows, Florida could be a team that comes out and surprises everyone. They could. And I do agree with Navy in the way, and just you know, don't mark that tape, but I do agree with him that if A&M does have a great year offensively and it really shines and it's really effective, that there will be teams out there that are looking at trying to bring Petrino in as their head coach. I don't know if it would be Florida or whatever SEC school that, would, that could have a coaching vacancy, but it could be other teams out there too in the Power Five that – trying to spark something that would uh, try to bring him in. Or who knows, maybe if A&M's want to get rid of Jimbo Fisher and then just make Petrino the head coach, maybe they would try to do that. But mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't think that'll happen. I think that's. I think it's more likely Petrino goes to Florida before Absolutely. that happens. Yeah. Absolutely. But it just can't rule out anything in college football with the madness that it is. So, But, if he has, again, if he had success, Petrino will get another job. He, he's... It's why he's got a job at A&M as an offense coordinator. People know what he's capable of and how good he is. And he knows that, hey, this is a great stepping stone for him to get back and be a head coach at a major college football if he proves himself at Texas A&M. And yeah. you do that. You sacrifice doing something like that, going from being a head coach to an offensive coordinator for that opportunity to showcase everything about the offense and maybe get another chance at being a head coach on a higher level. Yeah, and this is nothing, to, uh, no offense against Missouri State, but you weren't going to get a Power 5 level coaching job going from Missouri State to there. Like, you needed something else to get you into and prove that at the high level, right now, you can still make it work. And all it takes is, yeah, A&M having one of the top offenses in the SEC and having a lot of success to go along with it, that people are going to say, okay, this guy still still can do it. He's still got his charm, still got his uh, ability to have the offense rolling in. So let's give him another shot. But, hey, let's see how the season plays out first before we get to that point. We got our final break to take here on Out of Bounds. Then we'll get to three and out, and then we'll get you ready for Drive Time Sports. All coming up next.
Hey y'all, Dr. Grant Dennis here with the Specific Chiropractic Centers and Everbowl. Ever think to yourself, why does everything that tastes so good have to be so bad for me? Well, at Everbowl, we whip up tasty acai bowls and smoothies every day that are packed with antioxidants, fiber, and other naturally nutritious goodness to help fuel you throughout your day, and they are actually good for you. Our bowls are vegan, dairy-free, and good for your busy, active, and healthy lifestyle during these hot summer months. Hey, come swing in, cool off with Everbowl, mention Dr. Grant, and you'll get a special promotional offer in between the Pleasant Ridge Shopping Center in between Santo Coyote and Numa. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Former British Prime Minister William Gladstone noticed, selfishness is the greatest curse of the human race. So it is. Everywhere you look, you see it. Jen Wilkin notes, the world says, do what you wish, without regard for others. Move to the front of the line. Grab what gain you can. Cut in front of someone in traffic. If your wishes don't match your reality, then nurse anger and resentment. Friends, The world is flat out starving for kindness and decency. It is ravenous for meaning and purpose. Be part of the solution by considering the interests of others before your own. Your friends at Double B's are here to help. Come on by and treat someone you love to a delicious snack or refreshing drink. Take someone a fresh cup of bean-to-cup coffee and brighten their morning. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Awesome day of morning mayhem on Thursday. Thanks to Trey Reed, the folks from Edwards Food Giant and Family Markets for helping the guys have a great day out on the water. They're back tomorrow. Fletcher Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Sherwood with their man Frank Fletcher. 6 to 10 a.m. coming up tomorrow right here on 103.7 The Buzz. We're going abroad for the first time in years. To Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. If you're hiring, it can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. Like Marco, president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Now try ZipRecruiter free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. Rock out with the only American-style sushi experience. Rock and roll sushi. Founded on great food and rock and roll. Rock and roll? Rock and roll sushi. Deliciously twisted flavors and a rock and roll vibe that'll blow your mind. You're going to love our made-from-scratch hibachi menu. Chicken, shrimp, filet, or lobster with grilled vegetables and fried rice. Grilled to order VIP style. Rock and roll sushi for lunch or dinner. Rockandrollsushi.com. With four locations to choose from in Benton, Conway, and two in Little Rock. The Sunken Land Songwriting Circle features three world-class songwriters sharing the stage for an evening of music and storytelling. Roseanne Cash will host the event and will be joined by Rodney Crowell, Sarah Jaros, and John Leventhal. This benefit concert will be held on August 12th at the Fowler Center in Jonesboro. All proceeds benefit the ongoing upkeep and operation of the Johnny Cash Boyhood Home. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster.com. This ad paid for with a combination of state and regional association funds. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are Boom. out of here. All right. It is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. 
Uh, first off, we were talking about Shohei Otani, and now he is staying with the Angels. Well, he decided to follow up uh, all that news with a pretty great performance because the Angels declared themselves buyers and told the world that they're not trading Shohei Otani. Well, how about this? Shohei Otani complete a game today with a one-hit shutout. Nine innings pitch, one hit, and eight strikeouts. And it was in a doubleheader against Detroit today. So I guess uh, he's uh, still feeling himself and still showing out uh, why he is arguably the best player in Major League Baseball. And I would say that uh, his performance today is maybe a good sign for things to come for the Angels who are trying to make that playoff push. Roger Craig, Tom Coughlin, and Mike Shanahan, they've advanced in the next stage of consideration for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The selection committee, they cut their list of candidates down from 31 seniors and 29 coaches and contributors to 12 in each category. And so what will happen is three senior candidates will be among players who will be added to the list. Um, they They could not have played after 1998. One coach, one contributor. So the finalists of the Hall of Fame's class of 2024... If they're supported by 80% of the voters next January, they'll be able to get in. But three big names there, Roger Craig, Tom Coughlin, and Mike Shanahan, possibly getting into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But as mentioned, only one of those coaches will get in. So Tom Coughlin, Mike Shanahan, which one will it be? So we have a response from Robert Sala from the uh, Sean Payton comments earlier when ripping on uh, the Broncos last year and uh, how terrible it was with, uh, uh, of course, uh, Nathaniel Hackett as the head coach and now the Nathaniel Hackett's the OC of the Jets. Uh, he was asked about it, of course, and uh, I wish I would have had the audio because it just uh, got popped up. But essentially, Robert Sala says, quote, I don't give a damn. If you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. So hate away. There you go. Like that. Whatever it takes, Robert. Hey, listen, you got Aaron Rodgers in your corner and you got a great thing going for you, so... Uh, have the haters hate on and uh, let it be all settled on the field. So I like the response. As far as uh, Joe Burrow, there's not an update, but him being carted off the field, he did begin practice with a sleeve on that right calf that Coach Zach Taylor said that that seemed to be the issue, but no update. That's all he said to the media so far. But if you see the video, Joe Burrow, he already had a sleeve on that right calf, so... Hopefully, it's, it's nothing that is um, to a certain extent. Hopefully, uh, he'll be back soon, but they don't have any details on it. Calvin Ridley, he said he was experiencing a bit of rust when he returned to football in spring after a year-long suspension, but he says that's no longer the case. He says, I'm here. I'm Calvin Ridley. Hmm. Yes, sir. Still getting better. I haven't lost a step. You can ask anyone who's around here. Well, we also have a good update on uh, the situation with Bronny James. We know he collapsed and uh, had cardiac arrest during a workout at USC. Well, you know, he's been officially discharged from the hospital. He was no longer in ICU, but he's been discharged from the hospital. He's at home resting and is being treated for a cardiac arrest at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center, where he was uh, arrived fully conscious, neurologically intact, and stable. So everything's going well. They're trying to get him back to full health, but looks like it's uh, very promising reports that are coming out, and uh, we'll keep you updated on that. But glad to know that he's been fully discharged from the hospital and able to go home. Travis Kelsey in the New Heights podcast revealed that he tried to shoot a shot at Taylor Swift, but it failed miserably. He said, I was disappointed that she doesn't talk before or after shows because she has to save her voice for the 44 songs that she sings. I was a little butthurt that I didn't get to hand her one of the bracelets that I made for her. I wanted to give Taylor Swift a bracelet with my number on it. Oh, man. Can't believe it didn't work out. I always did wonder, not that I like Taylor Swift because I don't, but like, how does, how does one go about like now that she's become so popular and place it pretty much untouchable? If you want to be like her, you know, her next ex-boyfriend that she makes an album about, how do you ask her out? Like, is, do you have to know her prior to her becoming famous? Like, if you're not famous, do you even get a chance? Does she only want to date famous people? But like, think about that with Travis Kelsey. He's that's what I'm on showing up to one of the shows as opposed to just trying to get in touch with her. Uh, I mean, how? But would he be able to get in oh, touch? Oh, absolutely. With her? He has a publicist. She has publicists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can make that happen. Uh, I'd be uh, maybe maybe but that's what they tried. He tried to take that extra step and he went to the show. I think that would mean more than getting the publicist involved. I feel like that should be able to be something that stands out. I give him credit for the creativity. 
Because again, all right, if you're if you're someone like Taylor Swift, wouldn't it mean a little bit more to you than having someone actually unannounced show up at your show and trying to hand you something <laughs> and trying to do it that way for Travis Kelsey rather than hey, so uh, Travis Kelsey's publicist got with me, Taylor, and I'm trying we're trying to hook you guys up. How, what do you think? Like no, it just you know I feel like it would mean a lot more for Travis Kelsey. So I it, it did. It. it was a good concept he had in mind. It just it didn't happen. Didn't land. Didn't, work out. didn't land. Try again. Cheap trying over there, Travis Kelsey. Love will always win. Uh, so I know this is an exciting time for all of you Creed fans out there. Not the movie, the actual band. But Creed has officially announced that they are reuniting and they're touring starting next year. And I, I don't know exactly where all they're going to be going, but how about this? And this is a whole uh, show, and they're going to be going from Miami, Bahamas, all that. In addition to Creed, who will play twice on different days, there's also a cruise line that they'll be a part of where they will have fellow acts as Buck, Cherry, Tonic, Vertical Horizon, Fuel, The Verb Pipe, Tantric, Dishwalla, at nine days and three doors down. So essentially, if you were a fan of that type of rock music back in the early 2000s, that cruise ship that they're going to be on is for you. So be sure to check it out. But it looks like Creed is going to be reuniting and touring. So get excited, folks. Jack White has an issue with Elon Musk. And because of that, he's called him out on several occasions. And he said that he will no longer own a Tesla. He has listed his Tesla, and he's auctioning it off. And uh, so the, the comment for the Tesla, if you, if you look to see, read the comments and what's been put out there for the caption, it says, Whoa, Daddy, ain't no joke here. What you're bidding on is Jack White's personal Tesla Model S. He calls it the green machine, but he definitely wants to get rid of it because he's no longer friends with Elon Musk, and he has a big problem with him, so hmm. he wants nothing to do with him, and he's getting rid of his Tesla. All right. Well, I'm sure somebody will buy that Tesla and continue on with it, but whatever you got to do there, Jack White. Uh, so this is a cool thing that Subway is doing. I don't know if it's cool, but it's weird. So Subway is giving one person free subs for life. You know, that's always a cool thing. But here's the kicker. You have to legally change your first name to Subway. You can sign up for a chance to win at SubwayNameChange.com starting August 1st. And again, it's not just anybody. They You have to legally change it, and then that only gives you a chance to win free subway for life that may be worth it if you actually end up winning but just remember your whole name the rest of your life people are just going to start calling you subway but if they call you subway when you have free sandwiches i think you'll probably find a way to make it work we hear about things being thrown on stage at concerts all the time the latest being a bra thrown on stage at drake's concert and uh the woman who did this she has been in talks with playboy and she made a comment about it to say I know I can crush it and make meaningful income. And Drake was heard saying, as he picked up the bra, 36G, locate this woman immediately. Yeah, well, I think they as not they located her. She's starting her career, and, uh, you know, she's <laughs> going to be making money on uh, being talented, I guess, is the way to put it. But still, hey, kudos to her. Appreciate everybody listening in Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbor. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. Stay tuned, folks. we got Drive Time Sports coming up next. Hey folks, Wild Bill here with Magic Market, Motorsports Authority in Hot Springs and Russellville. Folks, we're kicking off our third annual Sizzling Summer Sell-Off, and my goodness, do we have the inventory. That's right, Bill. We've got the best inventory we've ever had. Not going to last long. Terrains, rogues, forerunners, pilots, escapes. And don't forget, we say yes. Come see us. We've got plenty of financing options for you to get you in the vehicle of your dreams. And if you can't make it to one of our locations, you can always